What's going on, guys? Welcome to Weighing In with Worm. I'm your host, Worm Buffelli. We are here from the wormhole, and I think all of us can easily say we are suffering from state hangover on this Monday night. Uh, so let's sit back and let's talk some wrestling. So before we get this podcast rolling, I want to ask you guys a question. Are you guys looking to upgrade your mower? Are you needing a new snowblower for the upcoming wrestling season? If you are, go no further than Raider Outdoor Power, located at 2580 Rockdale Road in Key West. The good folks at Raiders will make sure you are set up for the season to have your lawn looking like a pro-level golf course or get that snow off your driveway so you can get to where you're going in a hurry. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring the podcast, Raider Outdoor Power. Are you looking to restore rusty old metal parts to like new conditions or protect brand new components with durable, attractive, long-lasting finishes? Lane's Custom Steel, located in Benton, Wisconsin, can help with the metal finishings and metal coatings, offering a full range of custom metal restoration using power coating for individuals and businesses. Contact Shaden at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's lanes, L-A-N-E-Z, customsteel at gmail.com. Let's get this podcast rolling. And we're back. Well... Right off the bat here, it's Monday, um, I got back into town uh, yesterday afternoon, man, I had, I had a really fun week uh, working with IA Russell, uh, doing all the commentary for their uh, audio stream, if you guys are listening, thank you guys so much for tuning in, um, we did have a great showing, um, and a lot of people were commenting as matches were progressing, but tell you what man, not gonna lie, 48 hours in that arena, 12-hour days, covering over a 1,000 matches. It, it took it out of me. It, it really took it out of me. But at the same time, though, um, I did get a chance to talk to you know, a lot of the area wrestlers. I did get a chance to talk to a lot of the area coaches. I didn't, grab time, I didn't have time to grab an interview because a lot of times when they were warming up, um, I was down on the floor, but at the same time, you know, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to ruin their routine or, you know, just, I, I wanted them to focus on wrestling. So, you know, maybe next year, if I do it again, um, maybe I'll try making some time to do it, but otherwise, you know, I don't, I really didn't want to ruin their routine. So we'll just, uh, just keep it at that. But I tell you what though, I think Dubuque County as a whole had a really good showing down there. Obviously not the result a lot or some people wanted, but at the same time too, the, the, the grander picture of it, um, I tell you what, man, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I think, um, our athletes and here in Dubuque County and the, the podcast coverage area, uh, represent their schools very well. So we'll start off with Bellevue, uh, Jack Highland, uh, returning state medalist last year. He went in as a seventh seed. So he had a buy in the first round. And then he won by decision over Grant Henderson of Sumner Fredericksburg, thirty six or uh, six and two, six to two, uh, in the round of sixteen. He did take uh, his first loss out on Thursday to state champion, at, or the eventual state champ Ashton Honold of Nottoway Valley. I'm gonna tell you what though, that Honold, he's a sophomore and he is built like a brick shit house. And on top of it too, like he, he's just really quick. He likes to he likes to hit really like lightweight style shots uh at the same time though he's not afraid to uh, drop you on your dime uh, especially uh ask his coach you know in his state celebration he tossed his coach i'm pretty sure i thought he like almost killed his coach to be honest with you um but then uh, moving on to friday uh in the blood round uh jack highland you know he took his last last match out and he came home empty-handed with a loss to wyatt hannah of west lion so basically how it worked, um, how the tournament worked was 
you wrestle if you're if you're an eight seed or if you're seated, you get a first round bye to the round of sixteen. Uh, if you're not seated, you have a first round match, and then you you uh, wrestle that round of sixteen match. Um, essentially, besides that first day, if you win, or for the you know, so say you make the or you lose in the, that first early round, uh, that's it. You don't wrestle a consolation round that day. Um, you move on to you just go to the next day where they wrestle. Then, um, in the round of sixteen, it's kind of the same scenario. If you win, you're done. Yeah, you're done for the day. Uh, same win or lose, but you know, move advance, move advance. So essentially, if you make the finals, you're wrestling one match a day. Um, you know, and a couple of different times, you know, you're sprinkling uh, matches throughout the day on the backside as well. So, shout out to Jack Highland, two time state qualifier. Uh, 136 wins, I believe he had as a career. He did a really good job representing Bellevue down there. Uh, took fifth place last year, so you know, again, another another state or another state qualifier, and you know, he leaves Bellevue um, with a state medal. So props to him, Coach uh, Rewarger and Coach Raider. They did a really good job this year, coaching. So hopefully. You know, they can have some more success here in the coming future. All right, moving to Cascade. Brock Morris, he came in as a 10 seed, so he had a first-round match, and he won by fall over Gavin Sloss of ACGC uh, in like, at like a minute 59. There was like one second left on the clock. So then he had a match later that night, and then he got another pin over Seth Edelman of Southwest Iowa uh, in three minutes and four seconds. Um, in the quarters, he beat Colton Munson of Ogden, who was 35 and 3. Um, he beat him 7 to 3. So that put him in the semifinals. So he was guaranteed a medal no matter what. Um, and so in the semifinals, he had Caleb Sweden of Grettinger Terrell, and he won 4 to 3. So Brock Morris makes the finals. And I tell you what, man, like the Cascade crowd came down in droves. Same as Bellevue, too. Like I could I could pinpoint their crowds. Uh, you know, they follow their matches really well. Um, but I tell you what, man, Brock Morris made to the finals on Saturday night, had to wrestle Jesse Lewis out of, uh, West Sioux, who was a state champ in Nebraska last year and then transferred over to Iowa and he's a junior right now. And when I started following him, obviously as Brock was going on, I was watching the other side of the bracket and I kind of, you know, just looking at the kid, real put together kid, had a really good double leg, um, you know, it was super strong and I... You know, it was just one of those things like, you know, that finals on Saturday night, Brock lost 14-3. to three. Uh, You know, it was it was a tough match, obviously, but he went, you know, he fought his butt off. Um, but at the same time, though, this kid is, you know, he's pretty special. Uh, so I think, you know, kudos to Brock, especially for, like, you know, the career that he's had so far, uh, taking fourth as a freshman and then last year not qualifying and then to make the finals this year, uh, especially when he has a year left. So I think you look out for big things with Brock Morris still. Uh, he is, I, I, I kind of got reminded this weekend just how tough Brock is. Like, that he is just as good as everyone else in the state. Um, it wasn't a fluke tournament. He didn't pull enough. Uh, you know, the only upsets I think was was just like the fact that he was a 10 seed. But it wasn't like he was catching headlocks or anything that he was winning off solid sound wrestling uh, that really showed that he belongs in that conversation next year. Moving on to Class 2A, Wallard. They had three qualifiers. 
You know, let's start off at 138 pounds. Uh, Jaron Gilly, he walked in as a seventh seed, so he had to buy that first round. But he did uh, get upset uh, by Reagan Hashi. And, you know, Reagan Hashi was a sophomore, like 37-6, and six, and he finished fourth in that bracket. So, um, you know, you talk about a kid who came in unranked, you know, and he, you know, he earned it. So, uh, so Jaron gets that first, takes that first loss. Uh, then he, he has a, he has a match, uh, the next day against Jace Jensen of Winterset. Um, and he won six to four. And then he followed that up with another decision from Brandon Briley, seven to five. Um, so that set him up for the blood round. You know, talking to, you know, coaches now that the season's kind of over, uh, they said that he bru- he had some bruised ribs going into the tournament, um, you know, but he wanted to go out on his shield and keep, you know, and wrestle as hard as he could. And, you know, I talked to him on Friday, and he said that he was still feeling good, like mentally focused enough that he was going to, um, you know, place. Uh, but then he had Caden Kramer uh, from Independence, and just in kind of a weird situation, I think he got, there was an outside single, there was an outside single and that, I mean, he hit his head right into those ribs. Um, you know, he went to a sprawl and Kramer did a really good job of catching the head, catching a side cradle, running right through it and, uh, pinning Jaron. So the senior out of Waller, he finishes as a two-time qualifier and a fourth place medalist last year. So, uh, good for Jaron Gilly. I, I know I talked to him. He said that, you know, he has a couple colleges that are talking to him, but for now he he's kind of convinced that, you know, wrestling is time to time to put that behind him. So I think uh he's moving on with his life. So amazing career for the Waller uh the Waller senior. 165 pounds. This was my pick of the tournament. You know, I said I said it and you know I, and it came true. Colin Young, he drew the seventh seed. Um chat with him on Friday. Uh he told me, you know, he just wanted to prove that he belonged in the state of Iowa. And I mean he backed it up. You know, the first match he won by tech fall um in the first period, eighteen to two. Uh, off, you know, he has this carry, he had this carry in the first, in the first match he hit like four times and it was just unanswered. Um, so he, he did a really good job in that match. And then in the, uh, quarterfinals, he had the two seed Xavion Ellington of Sergeant Bluff Luton. Um, and, you know, he did a really good job that match. You know, he's at one point he was up like, you know, he was up like eight, three or some of like that. And then there was an escape and a takedown. Um, you know, and all of a sudden it's, uh, it was eight, six, but I tell you, like when that score happened, you know, it was tied up at six. I I noticed with Colin Young, there was a presence of mind about him that like, it didn't phase him. It was just like, nope, go out, score more points, go out, score more points. And I think that, uh, that really separate, I think that kind of makes him special, um, in the aspects of his wrestling. You know, he, like he just has that presence of mind to just like you know weather the storm. Like it's okay, no need to freak out. Eight six minute left. Okay, go out and get another takedown. So he ended up winning eight six on that one, and then he uh, had a semifinal with Logan Powers, a rolling story, and he won nine one there. Again, just another good like, that match. He looked like, a lot. I felt like he was flowing a lot better, um, scoring a lot of good takedowns. Um, you know, and so that set him up with uh, Brody Hendricks of Humble. And Brody Hendricks has been as a freshman. He's been ranked one pretty much all year. Uh, he took like two losses, but he, he had a really good Fargo this year or this past summer, and so he kind of has backed it up all year. I mean, it was it was a great match. Um, you know, 
Colin, you know, he tried going for his carry multiple times. Hendricks did a really good job stopping it. But then all of a sudden, uh, Colin readjusted, hit two outside singles on both of those, and then an escape. Uh, and then during that during that match, uh, Collins, you could tell he was getting a little frustrated, or uh, Hendricks was getting a little frustrated. He hit a big old club right upside Collins' head. The ref thought that was a little, you know, that was too much, so he got a penalty point there. So there you have it with Class uh, 2A, you, you know, the air, only area state champion, Colin Young. You know, he wins at 165 pounds in Class 2A um, for Wallert. 285, guys. Michael Borman really impressed me this weekend. Like I, as you just heard, my voice just kind of popped up a little bit. Um, you know, this kid has just been wrestling for 18 months, you know, and it seemed like he was navigating the state tournament like a pro. Um, right off the bat, he had a he had a kid named JT Kelso, who was a freshman. He was 30 and 18, and then, like, I read, like, I think his dad posted something on one of the uh, conversations on social media about the state tournament coming up, and he said, like, of those 18 losses, like, 16 of them were ranked opponents, and he revenged 10 of them. So I, I was kind of worried about it because I was like, okay, this kid knows how to wrestle, it seems like. Um, and, but at the same time, uh, Borman did a really good job hand fighting. Just real, you know, he's a big, strong kid. Uh, so he won that one in sudden victory, 3-1, to one, off a of go behind in overtime. Uh, but then he met Max Chapman from Creston, and uh, he... And Max Chapman, he's you know he's a pretty well put together heavyweight, and looks like he moves his feet pretty well. Snap, it just went into a snap front headlock cradle, uh, and pinned Michael Borman in twenty six seconds. Like just kind of just reminding him like, hey, you're still pretty young at this sport. But you know, um, so then his next two matches on the backside, he won both matches, and I tell you what, guys, his blast double for a heavy, like his heavyweight blast double is something that I almost, like, I laughed as I'm watching it. Or, like, I, I would jump up out of my seat when he'd do it. And it was just, it, it literally was, I'm going to take my big old forehead, and I'm going to put it right in your head, and if I touch anywhere from your hips down, I'm just going to run you over. And it looked, I mean, it looked like it. And he, you know, I, I know he has a, uh, aspirations to play D1 football, and you can tell that he is a football player in every aspect of the word. But if I was a college football coach in the stands at the state tournament and I saw that kid, I'd be like, all right, this kid could be something. Um, but at the same time, you know, his tournament did come to an end in the blood round. He lost to Trent, uh, Trent Caker uh, Rice by fall in three minutes and 41 seconds. So kind of a heart, or bittersweet weekend for Waller. I talked to Coach Allen about that, so his exact words were it was very bittersweet. You know, obviously winning with Colin was, was nice. But uh, I know that Coach Allen and uh, Jaron Gillia like spent a lot of time training to get him ready for a potential state championship. And so, anytime that you come up short, let alone come home without a medal, I know that kind of you know that that's gonna eat that, that eats as a coach, that eats as a wrestler, you know, especially as a senior where it's like, man, like last year you you had a medal, you know, and you're obviously you're working to improve off that medal, and then you come home with empty hands, kind of sad. Um, you know, it's just kind of, it's a heartbreaker, but at the same time, Hey, sun's going to rise tomorrow. Um, you know, for a lot of these kids, you know, it's not that big, you know, it's not too heavy in the grand scheme of things. So we're going to take a quick break here and then we'll be back with class three. A one of my new sponsors, Eric Dottie concrete. For those who know Eric Dottie, a former Hempstead wrestling, great 
State Metalist has a concrete company here in Dubuque, and he would love to give you guys a quote today. Give him a call at 563-543-594, and he will set you up right. Eric Dottie Concrete. And we're back. So moving on to 3A, Weston Buke and Hempstead uh, were both the area representatives in Class 3A. Well, Weston Buke sent four guys down, and Hempstead, you know, they sent the area high nine qualifiers down. So let's just get started here right away for Weston Buke. 106 pounds, Cal McKenna, he was the nine seed, uh, and he had a first-round fall over Hudson Fleming Bettendorf in a minute 23. Um, and then he got another pin in the round of 16. Um, in the in the first period as well, and his first two matches, guys, he wrestled lights out. Like he looked like he was fo- like he was ready to go, tough as nails. And I mean, and it showed. You know, he he wrestled a really good you know first two matches, and then he faced. Uh, then he had Dylan Munson, or yeah, Dylan Munson from Cedar Rapids Prairie. You know, they've wrestled a couple times before. Munson was going in as the one seed. And, um, and he beat, um, he beat Kellen uh, in, by fall. So it drops Kellen to the backside, you know, and then he can uh, his season came to close, to a close when he had a loss to, uh, Avery Van Zelder and Adele Center Grimes. So Kellen McKenna goes two and two at the state tournament. That is something that I think everyone needs to look out for. Uh, he's one of those kids. I think he he's only gonna get better. Um, he, you know, he's he's cutting a little bit of weight, but at the same time, like I still think he's still kind of undersized, uh, in some aspects. So, I think another year of lifting and growing and wrestling. I think you know he could be one of those guys that's that's pretty tough. Um, going on to one hundred forty four pounds, sophomore Joe Hirsch. He was the five C in the tournament, so he had to buy the first round. He had a fall over Wyatt Henning of uh, Spencer, and then he lost his next two to Ben Hanson of Ankeny and Tyler Salverson of Boone. Um, you know, both those guys, obviously, they went on to place. So the sophomore finishes 33-6. and six. Uh, You know, what I saw out of Joe Hirsch is a kid that is talented. You know, he had a great season. Um, I just think, you know, probably, again, in 3A2, I mean, all these guys are, are legit, you know, especially after the, especially when you get to the quarterfinals in the round of 16 or in the blood round, you know, these guys are, you know, hate to say it, you know, they're almost full-time wrestlers. You know, there's not a lot of guys below 165 pounds in those big, in those big, uh, suburb schools that are playing football or, or baseball or, you know, they're wrestling year round. So, you know, I just see, I just see a kid that's, that just needs, you know, a good summer of training, and I think he's right there in that hunt. 165 pounds, Drew Birds. He comes in as the eighth seed. Uh, he had a first, or he had a first round by, but then he was upset by Air Air Ari Ayets of Ankeny Centennial, seven to two. Um, and so in his first match on the backside, he gets a pin, um, and then followed followed it up. He beat Wrigley Cope from Cedar Rapids Prairie, seven to one. Um, so that kind of that set him up with uh, conference rival. Colin Falk of Cedar Rapids Kennedy, and he actually ended up getting beat there. So he also uh, comes home, or he gets beat in the blood round as well. Uh, Davis Thyssen, uh, he started off the tournament. He beat Adam Rose out of Marion, um, ten to four, and then he fa- er, and then the next in the round of sixteen, he had Max Magania of Waterloo East, and 
Max was a, is a three-time state champ who was, who was upset on this quest going for his fourth state title in the semis. But he, besides that one match, he was wrestling completely lights out. So Thyssen dropped to the backside, and then he lost to uh, John Hatchett of ADM. So, again, so West Dubuque sends four down, and all four lost in the blood round. It's a sad, you know, it's sad, obviously, uh, especially for Bobcat Nation. Especially, you know, for me, like, watching some of these guys a lot. You know, you're hoping that they they could at least come home with one medal, but, hey, sometimes that's just not in the cards. So Bobcats will probably uh, spend some time here, find ways to get better, and I know they will. They always do a good job of their off-season training. So I think that they'll be getting right here this next year. All right, this is going to be a long one because Hempstead took nine down in the state tournament, you know, and they wrestled. And they, I think they wrestled probably, obviously with, with nine guys down there, it's kind of biased to say, but I think they wrestled the best out of, out of everyone there. Just considering a, you know, they had nine guys, but at one point or at on Friday, all eight were in or eight out of nine were in the blood round. Um, so you know they, they they answered the call and they got themselves in a in a position to get on the podium. So we're gonna start right away. One hundred and six. Uh, the sophomore, Elijah Hyatt, he got his first medal. He started out with a tech fall over Elder Mendedia out of Clear Creek of Mana. And so he won that 18-3. Then he lost to Carew Christensen 5-1. Uh, to one. That was a pin at state duels a week prior uh, for Carew Christensen. So shorten the gap there for him as he fell to the backside. But that didn't defer my man Pickle. He responded with two falls over Hudson Fleming and Lucas Reeder. Uh, that put him in the blood round on Friday, and I watched his blood round match, and he, we wrestled. He wrestled a nine four match, and I tell you, he looked like he was he was in the driver's seat the entire time. Uh, his his fakes were really pretty. His double or his leg attacks were really good. He was tough on top. You could tell like he was focused that match. He was really focused on that match, and it showed. Um, so then he lost to Brack or. He lost to Braxton Hutchinson, and then he ended up taking a... So that dropped him down to the 7th and 8th place match, and then he uh, ended up finishing 8th after taking a 4-2 loss there. So the sophomore, 106-pounder, he gets himself an 8th place medal. Uh, he is one of those kids that he just wrestles year-round. You know, he really likes freestyle, really likes Greco. So see him. He will compete year-round, and I think he'll only get better. You know, he's one of those guys that he will wrestle junior duels. He'll, he will wrestle Fargo. Um, you know, he'll wrestle preseason nationals. So he will, I think he can only get better. I think, if anything, he needs to get bigger um, as as he's getting better because uh, just because he's still, you know, again, he's one of those six-pounders. He's cutting a little bit of weight, but at the same time, like, he just needs to kind of fill out a little bit more. But, you know, he's a lean dude, so he might, you know, he might stick around like 113 pounds next year possibly. Speaking of 113 pounds, freshman Landon Gotchalk, he had the eighth seed. He won by decision over Braxton Winky of Ames, uh, 5-2. And then the rest, and then the quarters, he fell to eventual state champ Tyler Harper. Uh, Tyler Harper looked freaking awesome this weekend, tough as nails. Uh, so for Gotchalk to take him 13-6 as a freshman, that was pretty impressive. Um, and then, then he lost to Ashton Gray, so or a tumble. Guys, again, or for for a freshman down in the state tournament to make it to the blood round, I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, especially for a kid who, um, I hadn't really got to watch a whole lot of in the U scene, but I know he was around. 
And seeing him wrestle this year is just like, it kind of solidified like, oh yeah, he knows how to wrestle and he knows how to wrestle well. So he's just one of those kids that I think he'll he'll do well, he'll kind of do it uh, high it's doing. Actually, a lot of these guys are doing for Hempstead. You know, they're they're gonna they're gonna train for uh, state freestyle. You know, the next the next phase there is qualify for Fargo, uh, in freestyle and Greco Roman, Russell preseason nationals. Uh, so look out for Gotchok there. At one hundred twenty pounds, Mitchell Pins, uh, two time state medalist coming in, came in unseated. Uh, round one, Pins won twenty or one by decision four two over Mason Kruger, out of Mason City. Uh, and then in round two, he beat Malik DeBow from Lindmar 5-4. I know that was a that was kind of a rivalry match that I know that they really wanted there. So Pins gets that one in the quarters. Uh, Cody Vandermark out of Angie Centennial, he beat Pins 3-0 off, off the backs of a takedown and an escape. Mitchell was probably on his legs probably five or six times. Just There was just really good defense there. Uh, and just really couldn't beat the head hand defense there going in the or so that drops him down to consolation round four and pins ends up beating Alex Horniak of Waverly Shellrock, which at districts, you know, the, the kind of everyone kinda of knew Mitchell was kinda of dinged up this season, so they had him on a pitch count. So when he made the finals they qualified for the state tournament, or he qualified for the state tournament. And this injury defaulted out because Horniak is a tough wrestler, but at the same time, uh, if he's qualified for state, let's just try not to risk injury there. Um, but so Pins beats Horniak and secures a third medal in three run or er, in three attempts so far for Joe. So next year he's on a quest uh, to be join that four time state medalist uh, group that Hempstead has. Um, I want to kind of dig into that here sometime soon just to kind of look and see how many four-time medalists they have. Um, so that phase, or so in, so in this concert round five, uh, Mitchell was wrestling Malik DeBow again, and he, he got his head whacked pretty good, and Coach Hass just decided, hey, we're going to pull you. Uh, Mitchell, you know, ended up getting tested. He did have a concussion, so he did uh, medically forfeit out of the tournament. Um, and he ended up taking eighth, but at the same time, Mitchell Pins got got the medal, three medals, three years. Um, so now you know the thing is he's got you know get himself healthy, get himself right, and you know he will. I think he could he can make a run for a state title next year. Obviously, um, he just had. I just think that uh, he just needs some time to heal, and he'll be ready to go there. Uh, at one hundred twenty six pounds, Evan Bertine he drew the seventh seed. Returning state medalist last year, he was forty. He was forty and nine. Round one, he received a bye. Then he beat Ethan Sodergan of Angling Centennial seven to two. In the quarters, he met up with eventual state champ Timothy Kester, uh, who pinned Bertine with a second left in the in the first. Um, so in the blood round on Friday, uh, he wins by decision over Noah Phillips of Council Bluffs Thomas Jefferson, four to one, and then uh, he actually beat. Nate Fish from Linmar in the Conce round five in the ultimate tiebreaker to put him in the fifth and sixth or the consolation semifinals, where he would meet Reg Graff of Waverly Shell Rock, uh, and he ended up beating Evan six to two, and in the fifth place Max uh, match Maximus Riggins of Southeast Polk, who's thirty four and six on the year he he beat uh, Evan by major decision, uh, so Evan comes home with sixth place, but also that is. Uh, Evan's second medal in two years. So 
Evan is another guy that's going to be a senior next year. He, I tell you what, man, he's he's tough. Um, and, you know, I was talking to him a little bit Friday, and I could just I I could tell there he had a look in his eye. He had, um, he had this kind of this moxie about him that you know he wasn't leaving Des Moines without a medal. And I think he he did that exactly. And for him to come back next year with two medals, I think the sky's the limit for him as well. So Mitchell Murphy comes in. He was the eighth seed. He had a bye first round, then got beat by Kane Butcherick of Fort Dodge in the round of 16. And then follows that. So the next day he follows that up with a 14-2 win over Keller Wilson of Cedar Falls. And then he beat Caden Irvin of Pleasant Valley, 9-2. to So I put him in the blood round Friday. Uh, and he took on Perez Perez from Ankeny. Um, and tell you what, man, that was that was a really good match. I mean, they every every shot it seemed like was answered with an ankle pass or a scramble from both guys. They go into overtime and just, I mean, it was literally... The thing that makes wrestling crazy is a split second... All of a sudden, you give up a takedown and a sudden victory. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. So, talked to Mitchell a little bit on Saturday. You know, he was he was obviously pretty beat up about it, but at the same time too, like he said, he's like, you know, obviously this just shows I have a lot more work to do. Uh, and he's one of those kids that he's gonna go all in. He, you know, he's he's on the Fargo scene. He's on, you know, he trains probably more than any kid in Dubuque in the aspects of like if he can find a practice, he's usually there. So. I think, you know, he's one of those kids, too. Just look out for him. He'll be ready to go. Um, one of the bigger performances of the tournament for me, man. Like, yes, this one's special. Um, you know, Dawson Fish out of Hempstead. Two-time state qualifier. Has lost in the blood round, um, you know, the first two his first two years. And as a senior coming down here, he had eight losses. Eight or nine losses. Or... Er, yeah, eight or nine losses going in the state tournament. And I just felt like this tournament like was was in a really good position for him to get a medal. Um I kinda I kinda even kinda made the bold prediction about it in October after preseason national. I'm like Dawson Fish has what it takes to place in the state tournament. Um I think he's just a smart kid. He uh he works really hard. So he starts right away. First round, he pins uh Ben Lytle from North Scott. Uh, in a minute 15, and then in the championship round, Jack Lewis of Bondurant Farrar pins him in three minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, so then that drops him to the backside where he wins uh, 11-2 over McIver Haggerty of Waverly Shell Rock. Uh, so he got to see both district opponents that he had to wrestle to get to the state tournament uh, in the first two rounds. And so then he ended up beating Kate Johnson of Spencer 5-2, and that set him up for the blood round. Um, and I, I went in and I talked to him a little bit on Friday too, just the way that he was warming up and he had this, like, he's never angry. Like this kid's never angry or he's never like overly focused. If he sees you, like, you know, he just came up to me and I, I just was like, Hey, you ready to go? And he goes, absolutely. And he had a big old smile on his face, gave me a big old high five. Um, you know, and I just felt like, you know, that, that, that his mind was right there. Uh, and he ended up winning three to two to secure a medal. Uh, so, you know, after three trips down to the state tournament, he got himself a medal and he's pretty excited about the, you know, the, you know, we, I think everyone was excited about it. You know, it was one of those things like we all saw, um, a lot, like a lot of debut people as a whole were really, really rooting for Dawson fish. Um, so that sets up 
Constantly round five, he had Russell Sincere Clark, who was ranked second, who got upset in the first round uh, and did the the Ironman all the way back to third place. Uh, he beat Dawson 14-4, to and then in seventh place, uh, Wyatt Vlasic of Prairie ended up beating Dawson 8-1. to So Dawson's going to finish, finish with an eighth-place medal, three-time state qualifier as a senior for senior, over 100 wins. You know, really, a, I, think a, I think a very good career to hang your hat on. If I'm Dawson Fish, you know, smart kid, he's going to be going off to college here, uh, probably make way more money than I ever will. But I tell you what, man, it's been an honor and a privilege being able to to coach him, be around him, um, just have him, you know, in my life. You know, he's one of those kids that, you know, you hope that he has nothing but the best uh, in his life. Moving on. Okay, now that I got my, the big one off my chest there, whew. Oh, I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, at 190 pounds, preseason national champion Cam Smith at 190. He drew the 16th seed. You know that that bracket was kind of loaded, um, but he had, went in with 33 and 10. You know his first match, he beats uh, Philip Jacobs out of Linmar in 38 seconds, and then he had to wrestle eventual state champ Brent Slade, who pinned him in 42 seconds. Gets another, so he falls to the backside, and Smith pins Noah Nolan of Carlisle. In a minute, and then in, in the round to make the blood round, so constellation round three, he loses by fall to Camden Furlham of Lamars, who is forty three and eight. So, uh, Cam Smith, I think probably you could easily say probably one of the most improved wrestlers on the year. Uh, I believe he was below five hundred last year. Shows up, has a really good preseason nationals, um, and then kind of has. Kind of has been the spark plug of Hempstead in the aspects of it. it always seemed like um, you always looked at like the match, the duels they went close. If you look, usually nine times out of ten, Cam Smith was getting a pin uh, to either lock the duel up or uh, take the lead. So big. I think there's still a lot of meat left on that bone for Cam Smith. I think he's got you know he's got two years left. And, you know, I think he's going to be one of those guys. I think he's a big football player. He plays baseball. I think he's a big-time baseball player, too. Uh, but, you know, I think he's going to get stronger. He'll get better. He'll, you know, he'll get his workouts in. And I think he'll he'll put himself in a nice position next year. So then we got Tate Woodruff. Um, Tate came in with a 29-13 record. Came in as a 15th seed. And he pinned Tate Burrell of Marion, who was 30-16. and 16. Then round two, uh, he loses to Holden Hansen, who was a state finalist uh, for Southeast Polk. He got pinned there two minutes and 25 seconds. On a county round two, Tate Woodruff uh, decides that, you know, he wins a decision over Lance Clark 24 to 12. Or not 24 to 12, I'm sorry, that's uh, Lance Clark's record. He beats him with a 4 2 decision. County round three, Tate. Goes and wins by fall over Ronan Numkena out of Bettendorf uh, in a first period pin. So I put him in the blood round. Um, and he ended up losing to eventual third place winner uh, Evan Frank. Um, and that was a 5 3 match. So just to put that in perspective, you know, he lost to the kid who took he lost to the kid who took second and he lost to the kid who took third. And he lost him at times when he, uh, when they, when that mattered most. So. You know, if I—I I mean, for a kid that you know, it seems like I know he was a really good football player, 
Um, you know, he hasn't really been, you know, he's, I think wrestling is just starting to become like a, a, a big passion for him. Um, you know, it showed, you know, and, you know, losing the blood round again, he lost to the kid, took second kid, took third. Uh, it, it kind of sucks that you come home empty handed, but Hey, that's just how brackets fall down fall out sometimes. Um, moving on to heavyweight, Zach Conlon. He wins his first match by pin over uh, Ryan Pertzik out of Dallas Center Grimes. And then he lost to third-place finisher Cooper Martinson out of Southeast Polk. Uh, that was like a 15-second pin. And then Conlon answers back by beating Logan Johnson of Kennedy 8-3. to uh, Then he beats Corey Arnett from Fort Madison 7-0. Puts him in the blood round uh, where he gets pinned by Jamal Neway at Waukee Northwest. Um, so... Perspective for Hempstead, man. You know, you have you send nine guys down, eight guys make the blood round. Um, so in 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 a couple of these situations, man, it could it could have been four medalists, it could have been five medalists, it could have been eight medalists. Um, you know, just kinda how, how wrestling works sometimes, man. It's it's impressive. Like it, it really is impressive uh how how Hempstead did a really good job navigating the tournament. Um, so kudos to them. I think that, I think that was probably, probably one of the better seasons there. Um, so just kind of going to take a quick break here and then I'm just going to kind of get my overall thoughts on the state, the state tournament again as a whole. Um, and then, you know, I'll just probably sign off there with that. So we're going to grab some ads here and we'll be right back. Guys, go to Moskies. Just do yourself a favor and go to Moskies. Moski's Barbecue, located in Cascade, has some of the best barbecue you'll ever eat. Located right off the 136 exit in Cascade, Bryce and Sean do nothing but great work. You've seen their food truck in Dubuque. You've seen their catering at weddings. Now go to the brick and mortar and enjoy some of the best barbecue you'll ever eat. Great people, great wrestling family. They love wrestling as much as you guys listening. So do yourself a favor, stop down Moski's, get some barbecue today. And we're back. Again, thank you so much to my sponsors. Really have not been able to do this without them this year. Um, so do yourself a favor, or do them a favor, do me a favor. Um, like their social media. Use their businesses if you can. You know, it's just a good way to support the support the people that support wrestling. Um, no Coach Worm Corner today. Uh, if anything, it's just from the eyes of Jeremy Buffelli coming back from the state wrestling tournament. Obviously, you know, I, I've been to the state tournament 15 times. Um, you know, it's always been one of my favorite tournaments. Always been something that I really always kind of look forward to um, every year. But I hadn't gone for uh, probably three years. Um, I went in 2020 and I hadn't been back since. And I, you know, and I've always, you know, I've always loved Wells Fargo Arena and um, when I got there for IA Russell, I was just like, I, I, I navigated my way through the arena and it was just like another day of the office, it seemed like. But I, I managed to be setting stuff up right as um, guys are starting to like kind of walk out on the mats. Like it was still pretty quiet in the arena. Um, not, not a whole lot of people there. Uh, and from where I was standing up in the crow's nest, I had a really good view of all the mats and just kind of looked around and I just had this weird, like, goosebump feeling, like, almost like, you know, like, it was, I missed it, and, you know, I didn't, 
you know, and it's not just an arena because I, you know, I've been there for AAU state tournaments like that, but it was just like the feeling of the state wrestling tournament, um, really was, um, kind of re- rejuvenated in me. Um, I really, I really cannot express like the, the feeling that I had. It was just kind of like, I had to stop, take a big breath and just go, yeah, you're back. And especially in a different, in a different perspective, um, you know, I've been there as a fan and I've been there as a coach. Um, so now, uh, moving on to this aspect of, uh, my wrestling career, if you will, uh, it was, it was something cool to, to kind of remember. Like I said, you know, it was long days, but I had a lot of fun. I was able, I was able to see a lot of people, talk to a lot of people, um, about this tournament. So, uh, great time across the board. Um, the metal round situation, you know, I saw some people on Twitter, they were not fans of it. Uh, basically how it was going was they would wrestle all seven place, or the, they'd wrestle all seven place matches in 2A, they'd go all seven place matches in 3A, all seven place matches in 1A, and then run it back fifth, run it back third. Um, I, I, I saw some coaches that didn't like it. Um, I personally, I could have cared less. I think, um... I don't think it changes anything. Um, if anything, I feel like it kind of, kind of makes things a little more fluid. But you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, and I've never claimed to be right on a lot of things, and so this could be one of those things I'm not right on. But you know, I personally didn't have a problem with it. Uh, if you did have a problem with it, you know, you can just shoot me a message and give me your opinion on it, and you know, maybe I'll look at it from that perspective. Um, but I tell you what, though, again. We got some good wrestlers in the area. A lot of good wrestlers. Um, you know, we got four medals coming out of Cascade. We got a state champ coming out of Waller, a state finals coming out of Cascade. Um, and, you know, and probably, you know, in 20-plus state qualifiers in the area. Um, and, you know, and a lot of a lot of kids, I hopefully, that are listening to this, you know, they're they're wanting to, to join them down in Des Moines. And to be honest with you, and this weekend kind of validated it for me more than ever. You gotta wrestle freestyle. You gotta wrestle Greco. Uh, you gotta put more off season wrestling in, um, even if it's wrestling one day a week. Even if it like you know it's it's finding it's like finding time in your schedule to go to Dubuque Wrestling Club freestyle Greco practices, or if your team has an open room and that's the only practice you can get into, don't shut down until October or don't even show, like you have, you have to at least be like getting some, getting better wrestling bare minimum one day a week. You should be on the mat. Um, otherwise, you know, it's the sport is evolving again. It looks like I'm starting to feel like, um, it's starting to get to a point where, you know, a lot of these kids in the state that are, that are winning state titles, they're also training to win national titles at Fargo. Or they have won national titles at Fargo. And there's some kids that have won Fargo national championships and got beat. Or guys that, you know, there was two guys going for four state titles that did not get their four state title. You know, so as you so the sport of wrestling is evolving in the state of Iowa. So you need to you need to take advantage of that situation or you're gonna get left behind. So you know, um, we'll be sharing some more information here coming up, but, uh, DWC, Dubuque Wrestling Club, uh, we'll be starting freestyle and Greco practices March 4th. Um, it is going to take place at Loris College, uh, three workouts a week. You can come to all of them. You can come to one of them. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, we just want to see you in the room. 
um, you know, you can bring a partner that that you uh, that you know and you're comfortable with, or you can come in and you can just scrap with other kids. You know, if you listen to the Randy Stewart podcast, that's what that was the whole reason he started to be a wrestling club. He knew that there were so many good wrestlers in the area. Why not put them in the same room and get better together? And I think that's what uh, at at the core of the Dubuque Wrestling Club philosophy that is kind of always been our our goal is hey we want to make every kid that comes into our room better because uh, if that makes them better that makes the the product here in Dubuque Iowa uh, wrestling as a whole makes that better so be on the lookout for that information but that is my uh my coach worm corner of the week if uh, by accident there is hey like you know you missed out on getting a medal or you missed out getting um, going to the state tournament and you're like, oh man, like right now, you know, you're, you're kind of all fired up about it. And you're like, oh man, I'm, like I'm going to go to the state tournament next year. Well, guess what, man? It starts now. And it, and it, and it doesn't mean you go to a practice once every couple weeks. You have to make sure it's a priority. If it's once a week because you're, you know, you're running track or you're playing baseball. Great. I, I, I want you to do other sports, but also but you still have to find time once a week to get some sort of wrestling in. Otherwise, the sport, it'll pass you by, I think. That's just my personal opinion on it. So, with that, I'm Worm. I got my one. I'm out. Before we go, I just want to give one last shout-out to Raider Outdoor Power, Moski's Barbecue, Eric Doughty Concrete, Lane's Custom Steel, Gravel Grading and Excavating, Cascade Athletic Club, Big Game Wrestling Club, Dubuque Wrestling Club, Leonard Funeral Home, Kramer Pest Control, Jared Levy at Exit Realty, and Spine and Sport Chiropractic Center. I'm so thankful for you guys' sponsorships. I hope you guys go out and uh, use their business, support their business any way you guys can. Give them follows on social media. Use their business. It's truly appreciated. Thanks again for listening. Follow us at Worms Weigh In on Instagram or follow us at Dubuque Area Sports Podcast on Facebook.